Welcome to the Product Design Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Coolen, founder of UX Cabin, where we create world-class web and mobile apps. I'm excited to bring you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of some of the most interesting and talented people in product design. We'll get strategic advice on how they got to where they are today and things they wish they would have known earlier in their career. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the Product Design Podcast. This is going to be a little bit different of an episode as it's the first episode. It's going to be uh, meet the host and I'm just going to be talking a little bit about what you can expect to hear and learn on this podcast and understand a little bit more about my background. So uh, without further ado, we'll just jump right into it. The product design podcast is really meant to be a space where we can explore some of the most interesting people in product design and understand how they got to where they are today and what advice, feedback that they might have to help get your career to the next level, uh, to improve your workflow, your perspective, and how to just get your game to the next level using some of the things that they have learned along their way. So a little bit about my background. Um, I got a degree in in marketing, but I was lucky enough to kind of stumble upon uh, website design in, in college. I had met a, uh, a business owner at the laundromat that I was working at, and he would talk with me about school and what classes I was taking. And for some reason or another, he thought I would be a good person to uh, build his website. And I had no idea how to do that, but I had taken uh, an HTML course and I knew a little bit of what CSS was and what HTML was. So he said he was going to pay me. And so I agreed to do it and thus led the journey of self-teaching, you know, your, your way through a project. And this is, this was kind of like a new thing for me because I felt for so long that in school, if I couldn't figure out the assignment from the book or the reading materials, then I was just stuck. But what I learned about building websites is that there's so many resources and so many different ways to accomplish things that if you can't figure out a resource or if you can't figure out, you know, the way that one person is explaining it, there's a lot of other people who might be able to explain it differently or uh, more effectively. And after hours on YouTube, Stack Overflow, blogs, I was able to cobble together a a pretty janky flat uh, uh, static website that um, I got paid for. And this felt like an insane life hack or whatever you might want to call it. I got a thousand dollars to to build this website and that felt honestly like hitting the lottery, you know, going from making $7 an hour to thousand dollars for um, doing something that was fun, engaging and interesting. So I wanted to do this again. I wanted to do it more. I thought, Maybe there's more people like this guy who um, 
will pay me to do web design. And so I printed off a bunch of flyers and I started tell people that I did web design. I would just, you know, go down the street, down this main street in uh, our town. And I would just offer going to businesses and say, Hey, you guys need a website? I make websites. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was going into like big brands like H and R block and being like, Hey, you guys need a website? Cause I do that. Um, not having any idea for, you know, the scale of an operation that it would take to build a website for these bigger brands. But People in general were very kind and, you know, kind of helped me understand a little bit better what, uh, what I could expect from, you know, who needs a website and who, who doesn't need a website from a college kid. And, you know, going through that, handing out all those flyers and talking to all those people, what I found is that that kind of created a network effect. So I would talk to this small business and they didn't need a website, but the next person that they talked to who, who did need a website, I was the first person in their mind, um, because I had just talked to them about that. So I got a handful of really, you know, small projects and leads from this. And I, you know, was making between $250 a website to $1,000 a website. And this honestly felt like the closest thing to printing money um, because I had just never had that type of work where I I would get paid for the production of, of a thing versus the amount of hours that I worked. So this was like really energizing for me. And by the time that I graduated college, I was able to find a, a job as a front-end developer just because um, I had a little bit of work that I had done. I, I knew the basics of CSS and HTML. And um, looking back, I really didn't know hardly anything about about the field of web design. I, I didn't even really know that there was a difference between front-end and back-end. UX was just you know, starting to get popular. And through this journey, I I transitioned more to design and UX. And now what uh, has really solidified as a good, you know, definition of, of the work that we do at UX Cabin is product design, doing, uh, doing design for uh, software applications, whether it's a, a mobile app or a web app, this, this type of designing products that are digital um, has its own field and name. And it's, you know, a little bit more specific than just a web designer or a UI designer or a graphic designer. It's, it's building products for uh, interaction for the digital landscape that people can interact with and do things with. And, you know, not just gain information from or look things up. And so the whole premise of, of this podcast is to uh, give insight, give a spotlight to the field of product design. How is product design 
unique from other disciplines? How, how can you be good at product design? What are the strategies for working with teams, getting feedback from clients, presenting work? What are, what are things that are evolving in, in the field as we go through the different climate and change and evolution of our industry. I'm sure in a handful of years, there's going to be a new title, a new name for this, that it's not UX designer, it's not product designer, but maybe it's you know something new that we haven't even thought of. But it's a really exciting field and there's a lot to learn from these really talented people that we'll be having on the show. Um, thinking back about, about my career, you know, things that I, I wish I had known, things that I had wish I had been aware of before diving into uh, my experience. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is I just, I wish I had someone to tell me what to learn and when. I kind of felt like I was, I was trying to consume all these things and I didn't fully know what was the most valuable or what was like the right thing to learn at the right time. For a long time, I really wanted to learn JavaScript and, and jQuery, and I would spend so much time, you know, learning jQuery, all to come to find out that it would have been better if I had spent my time learning JavaScript because that's the underlying technology that jQuery rests on. Spent all my time doing Photoshop tutorials on on graphic design posters and things like that, and those things certainly helped me. Those things certainly helped me along the way. Um, gain experience in those different fields. But I felt like if I had someone like a mentor or somewhere where I knew I wanted to be and just was able to ask them, like, what are the things that you did to get to this spot in your career? Like, what was your learning path? What was the most valuable thing? So, you know, another reason for for something like this podcast is to be able to to understand someone's learning path to be able to say oh if i want to be a product designer um, working on a mobile app at a fortune 500 company what things do i need to learn what do i need to be able to do what what am i expected to to do in order to get there so that was definitely one thing i learned another thing that i learned was it's it's okay to take chances. I worked at a handful of agencies and corporations, and I had all the while been doing freelance work on, you know, moonlighting type of things. And I had never in a million years considered to to be a contractor or a freelancer. And it it was one of those things that felt really scary at the time, but it was a really great experience. It was, it was awesome. It was very freeing to be able to go out on my own and try to, to build my own network and uh, business. And, you know, really UX cabin came out of that. I was able to get more work than I knew what to do with. And I had to start bringing people on. I had to start hiring product designers. I had to start uh, hiring developers and, and people who could do do these things and do these things better than I could. That that was its whole learning experience as well. You know, thinking uh, thinking about what what advice I would give someone who wants to get into product design. I think there's a lot of time people will ask me like, oh, how, you know, how do you how did you get into web design or how did you get into 
uh, your field. And I think there's this misconception of like, uh, you do the things that you do in your professional career because you are inherently good at them. And for most things, I don't think that's the case. I don't think people are inherently good at selling insurance or inherently good at, you know, being a painter or being good at numbers. I think those are things that you might have interest in, but you let your skill set flourish by, you know, pulling that thread, doing that thing, getting better at it. I look back at, you know, the websites I built and I'm, you know, certainly hopefully am able to say, uh, I'm a lot better than what I did starting off, but starting off, I didn't have to be an expert in web design to be able to say that I could do it, to be able to sell services. I just had to work on that to, to get better at it. There's not a specific, you know, product design gene that some people have. It's, it's a skill set that you can learn and that you can get better at and that you can grow into. Or some people think that you have to just sit at your desk and be creative for eight hours a day. And um, that's, that's certainly not me. I like to think creativity as a muscle that can be flexed. And um, it's something that, you know, you can, you can learn how to be creative. You can, you can leverage systems that help answer uh, questions for you as you're, as you're building your products out. If you're interested in product design and you feel like you have no skills, that's totally fine. That's, that's where most product designers were at some point. So I hope that this podcast is going to be really insightful. I hope that you will learn a lot from it. I hope you'll meet a lot of new people that you would have never met before and that we can build a community of product designers and learners that will be able to support each other and help each other out along the way. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today on the Product Design Podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, be sure and go follow our guests. Let them know they did a great job and you learned a lot. Um, more to come in the following weeks as we bring on new guests. Please hit that subscribe button so that you will get these podcasts uh, and learn a ton about the product design community. Excited to see you next time. Thanks.